Hello, yes, and welcome to the ME7 podcast. Well, the Jules on the pitch are doing the business in the playoffs. Looking good, looking good. Get in there, get in there. Second, oh, well, uh, they're a way winner at rival Swindon Town on, on Tuesday night. A singular, a singular goal from Colin Mahoney secured Jill's all three points. Now the question remains off the pitch. Can um, yeah, the, the, the football club get their right man? Um, it was, it was rumoured today that, that Brad said on stage in front of the sponsors that uh, it, they, they, they probably won't be in charge until the Wrexham game on the 11th of November, meaning that Keith Millen will be at least in charge on Saturday and the Hereford game next week. Uh, yeah, I guess tonight we're gonna we're gonna be looking at at, at that. We're gonna be looking at, at the opinion of of Jill's fans when when we can when we can get some in. Feel free to request to request to speak tonight if you've not spoken on the channel before tonight. Please do request to speak if you wish to speak um, about about your thoughts and feelings about the new potential Jules manager. Well, the new potential Jules manager might well be sewn up already, as you, as you can see from the title. There's strong rumours coming out tonight that the Jules have approached Crawley Town for Crawley Town's manager Scott Lindsay. So that will be interesting to see if that one materialises. Um, there are rumours that. Um, Scott Scott has already had two positive interviews with the Jills, um, and 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 some Crawley fans are are convinced that he will be um, he will be the new Gillingham manager, which is which is quite interesting to say the least. Um, yeah, let's see if we can get some people in this evening. Um, yeah, I guess I guess on on Tuesday night I I didn't have my opinion on Tuesday, but but looking back on the game, um, the Jules played very well on Tuesday night. Um, the the they they took the, we took the game to Swindon, didn't we? I felt we defended very very well in in large parts, um, and and that wonder strike from from Conor Mahoney was um, something to something to behold. Yeah, let, let's 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 know in your thoughts below what what are your what are your thoughts on Conor Mahoney since he's become a Gillingham player? I think on his day he can be um, he can be one of the best wingers in this division. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, let's know in the comments below what you think of that. Um, I have got my co-host; he has saved me, Owen Stanley. Good evening, mate. I'm glad you've saved me to come on. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, I mean, good evening. How are you? You're moaning about doing it for 10 minutes. I did it for 45 the other day. It's not easy. <laughs> yes, I am moaning. I am moaning. Yeah, I... But I'm, I'm pretty sure people can listen to your voice rather than mine. Well, that is true. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, well, I don't know what you were talking about. I've only just joined. But um, yeah, get me up the, to date. Yeah, just um, just just the, the, the fact of, uh, I guess, the, the, the big rumours have come out of come out this evening I've put it in the title about pinching from Crawley again um, I, I suppose we might as well start with the rumours of Scott Lindsay yeah give us give us your thoughts on it um, well I think we, we all were sort of in agreement in terms of what we put in our in our group chat earlier where I think I think the term we used was um, 
what was the term? Uh, not convinced, essentially. But n- not convinced in a sort of either way, if that makes sense. So we're not looking at it and thinking, oh, it's an awful appointment, but also not looking at it and thinking, like, that's an amazing appointment. I'm very much um, I'm very much in the middle. Um, in recent weeks, my first choice has always been Liam Richardson since that rumour became a thing. Um, well, I say rumour, it was that he randomly shot up in the be- in the bettings, didn't he? And I don't think there's actually been anything concrete about it, so maybe it was never a thing. But... If it was, he would have been my first choice. But, um, yeah, the thing is, I I look at Scott Lindsay and one thing that does concern me a lot is in his last two jobs, Swindon, and if he was to leave calling now, he'd, he'd have spent less than a year at both of his last jobs, which isn't really the idea of something that's sustainable, perhaps. But, you know, he's very local to the area. He's worked with us before, I think, in like 2009 as an academy coach or something like that. He's, you know, incredibly local. I've been to chat him as well. I think that's where he's originally based around that area. So I think logistically, it probably ticks a lot of boxes. Um, yeah, look, whoever comes in, it, and it is looking like it is going to be Scott Lindsay, um, they're going to have my full backing, of course, because it's, you know, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, you know, Michael Buble. And, you know, we'll have to... We'll have to just go with it and see what see what it brings. There's obviously going to be a more dynamic attacking style of football. I think everyone knows that. Um, defensively, we were very good on Tuesday. Hopefully, there's a way to make sure that if we do bring in a more attacking, fluid uh, style of football, it means we don't lose a bit of that defensive now that we've had for the vast majority of the season. Because you know, with League Two footballers, it is very difficult to have both great attacking play and defensive solidity both at the same time consistently because, you know, if it wasn't that easy, they probably wouldn't be in D2, would they? But, yeah, it's, I don't really have a set opinion on it, to be honest with you. Like, um, I think, firstly, Keith, I think Keith did really well on Tuesday. Um, I wasn't particularly happy with how he managed the game against uh, MK Dons. Obviously, I didn't go to Warsaw, but it didn't seem particularly great. But I think I'll credit him for what he did um on Tuesday, I thought the subs were actually very good at the timings and things like that. I think we controlled the vast majority of the game just by not having a lot of the ball. Um, so, you know, the, the game coming up against Newport, I think a lot of us looked at it after Tuesday and thought, well, because we all did assume that there was going to be someone by Saturday, but obviously that's not the case now. It might not even be until the game against Wrexham, which is in like two weeks. But we looked at this game in the Hereford game and thought, whoever comes in, that would be a great opportunity for them to get off to a good start against uh, teams that we should be beating. With all due respect, I know there's a Newport account listening to this. Um, but, yeah, with Keith Middle in charge, I still I still do expect us to win those games. But you know, I kind of think it would have been a great opportunity for whoever to um to kick start. But I think we've gone past the the rumor stage with with Scott Lindsay. It does seem to be a lot more of a solidified uh, story now. People coming out saying he's he's had two interviews with us. There's uh, apparently Jules have refused to comment on it, whereas Crawley are denying it. Which if you know, if anyone's not aware of our compensation and managerial changes and things like that work it's not very uncommon for uh, the club of the current manager to deny it it's pretty much part part parcel really they deny it and then you know two days later it happens and they pretend they never knew but yeah I, I think what we've always said is that the list of potential managers that was brought towards you know the betting sites and on social media there wasn't really many that jumped out at you and made you think you know he's the one and I, I probably would put Scott Lindsay into that category but I'd say he's probably the upper tier of it where I can see I can see a vision with him uh, he's done very well at Crawley um, not so well in recent weeks but you know maybe this is all part of that and he's got maybe got to his mindset a little bit we don't know that but I imagine he's more professional than to let that um, sort of change how he goes about putting his team out week in week out but you know, the quality team that played us, we were very bad on the day, but I thought they were quite impressive. But obviously, we managed to 
to get the job done? Is he, you know, the question ultimately is, is he going to be an upgrade in Harris and enough to get as higher than Harris would have done? Um, obviously, we can't really say yes or no at this moment in time, but am I totally convinced that that's going to be the case? I'd have to say no at this moment in time, but as I said, I, you can't really say yes or no, but I think that's just my main feeling at the minute. I think it needed to be a, a noticeable instant upgrade on Harris and it might still prove to be that. We don't know, but yeah, I do have my reservations. I'm probably in the minority when I say that, but that's just how I feel about it at the minute. Yeah, I mean, I was speaking to a, I was speaking to a Crawley fan earlier earlier tonight and, and he was saying that the one thing you will you will get with Scott Lindsay is that he will bring he will bring attractive football. He will bring football that um that that's pleasing on the eye that um and, and he feels that he's done a he's he's done a cracking job at Crawley and, and he even said with the with the players at our disposal, um, he could see Scott Lindsay flying at Gillingham. <laughs> do you do you think that might potentially be the case though, and is that because if you look at our attacking prowess and you've got obviously you've got Lapsley, you've got Johnny Williams obviously who who played under Lindsay at Swindon. Um you've got Nichols, you've got Nadison, you've got Hawkins to come back, you've got Bon, uh you've got Mahoney, you've got Jaden Clark. Um like you can obviously keep going with the amount of attacking the talent we've got. Do you think potentially that's where Lindsay may well thrive in that department that he has got that attacking outlet at, at his disposal, where necessarily at Crawley, he, he probably hasn't got that depth. Um, I mean, at Crawley, they have still scored quite a lot of goals this season. I think they've scored substantially more than us, but I suppose everyone has, hasn't they? So I suppose that's great to him to get that sort of output from a less talented group of players. Um, yeah, I've, I've read somewhere that he likes to play with five at the back. Um, that would make me question where sort of some of the players you mentioned actually fit in because, you know, with Conor Mahoney plays a wing back, you'd hope not. And then you've probably got about three or four players fighting for the same sort of position, which is going to be interesting. But, you know, it, it's not like even under Harris towards the end, you know, the, the crew game was the last one. It's probably the best example you can think of, really. It's not like we weren't creating chances, which weren't putting them in the back of the net. And, you know, as a manager, I suppose you can only really do so much in that scenario. You know, we saw the chances Bond missed at Doncaster and the White Crew and the chance for Coleman, chance for Lapstick Crew as well. It's, it's not like we weren't creating the chances. We just weren't be able to get them in the net. And that was the same story on Tuesday, really. We took one of them, but we could have really had three or four on a night. And, you know, if we can just start playing a bit more fluid attacking-wise than we are, because we're not perfect at it at the minute. We are still creating chances, but we should st- still be scoring more goals. If we can... You know, get more chance conversion by creating more chances, and great. Um, I said, hopefully, we can stay as resolute at the back as we have been. Um, and and you know, there is a lot of talent there. Like, there obviously is. I think we've probably got one of the best in the league in terms of bunches of attacking players. I don't think that can really be argued. I know, obviously, we saw um, last Saturday, uh, Notts County just showing that you know their abundance of wealth in the attacking field. Um, with Langstaff, McGoldrick, Jody Jones, etc. And you know, it. it it does seem that we want to be an attacking side who wants to compete with them, the Wrexhams, Stockports, etc. And you know, you can't do that by scoring goals, obviously. But yeah, I've, I've liked to think that him coming in, the main reason for it is to get us playing more expansive and to unlock the best out of his players. I'm not going to say Harris did, did that all the time, but I think it was a case sometimes where the chances were being created, which couldn't put him away. And 
hopefully that's something that can be worked on and we can you know, make the difference in the final third in certain key moments that we haven't done for the vast majority of this season. You know, we've, hence why I've got a lot of one nil wins. Some of those games, we could have got more than the one. Um, but we haven't, even on Tuesday, you know, we could have had, as I said, three or four, really, if you look at the clear-cut chances we created. But I suppose that is the hope with Lindsay, that we become more dynamic and we're able to score more goals. But obviously, I, I do wonder how, if he is inclined to play with five at the back as he has done at Crawley, whether how that changes things with us because obviously you'd imagine you know, for for example you'd have uh, Max come back in if it's a back three wouldn't you with Connor and Chad and then Scott on the left I suppose Che on the right and then you know, you're looking at Coleman and Dieng or Coleman and uh, Williams and then you've got you know opportunities for Lapsley, Williams, Mahoney, Clark etc it's all battle it out and then you've got you know when everyone's fit Nadison, Bond, Nichols etc so you know, it's going to be a if that's the way it goes, it's going to be obviously a team that's going to be fighting for their places, etc., which is good because, it, you know, um, competition breeds confidence in certain players who are playing to either keep themselves in the team or for people who aren't here to get themselves in it. So it will, it will be an interesting dynamic, obviously, but this is all, you know, not so much Twitter rumours. It seems a bit more solid than that now. But, um, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to see what happens. Um, if it is... A, you know, if we are at the point where we're talking to him, that must mean we've been talked to Crawley for compensations. So I feel like if some, usually these things don't take too long. Um, you know, we know the structure at um, Crawley hasn't always been the best in recent years. And, you know, with all due respect to him, I don't think it's going to take much to convince him to leave them to come to us because it's a, you know, an upgrade in every sense of the word. With all due respect to Crawley, I know Joe's listening, sorry, but it is. And, you know, if it is him, which just looks like it is going to be, we've just got to get behind him and hopefully see, you know, a rejuvenated Gillingham side and attacking third. So that's all we can look forward to, really. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think you're bang on. Um, I, I suppose you you mentioned about the fact that obviously um, it's it's going to take its time and and things like that because these things do take time when you're obviously approaching a club and you've got to agree certain things and whatever else. What's your thoughts on how long it's taken? Um, well, we're still taking the time, isn't it? Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't really want to dwell on the, the Harris thing all the time because, you know, we spoke about it till, you know, we're blue in the face or whatever else. Um, I honestly don't know. Um, obviously, when we sacked Harris, it was a big shock to, to most people, even though who didn't want Harris here. I think they were still shocked by the timing. And, you know, I, d- I didn't think it would be here, you know, what was it, three weeks later now and still not with a replacement yet. Um, I thought it would be pretty swift. And, you know, in that time, MK Dons have sacked a manager, got someone else in, Bristol Rovers have sacked Joe Barton today. So there's other clubs, Bradford as well, still looking for a replacement. So the, the market is out there and it's a bit of a scramble, if you like, with... Other clubs who may have the same targets, we don't know. Um, obviously, Brad and Shannon weren't in the country for uh, the last three weeks or so, so maybe that's played a part. We don't know. But, yeah, well, I'd, I'd have hoped to have had something sorted by now. Obviously, it isn't the case. And if we are looking towards the weekend of the Wrexham game, um, as I said earlier, I would have liked to have had someone in for these two games coming up now because I think it's a great opportunity for someone to come in and have two favourable fixtures to, to get themselves off to the right start. And then when you look at it and considering that the first game might be going into uh, Wrexham uh, away from home, it's very much being thrown into the um, abyss, if you like, in terms of the first game uh, for a new manager. Certainly not the um, you know the nice, kind home fixture you'd have wanted, but I suppose it is what it is. And 
yeah, the time is taken as long. I'm sure there's there's reasons for it. Um, but yeah, it is, a, it is a bit frustrating. I must admit that we haven't got anyone in, whether it's Lindsay or anyone else at this point. But I suppose you can't rush these things. The results in the meantime, we've had two wins and two defeats. So it's not catastrophic, but you know, it's always perhaps maybe would results have been different if we had, had someone early. We don't know, but yeah, I suppose the the main feeling is frustration, but at least it's seemingly like it's, it is going somewhere now. Yeah. And I, I suppose, I suppose question, question for, for you about the team. Um, two wins out of four for Keith Millen. Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on, on how Keith and, and, and the team have done over this period? Because I guess it can be forgotten in all these discussions, can't it? That, um, that obviously the team still are playing. We are still playing games, um, and and I suppose sometimes that is all forgotten in 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 that aspect. So I suppose give us give us your overview on on what you've made of the team and the management staff over the last yeah three three to four weeks, I guess. Uh, to be honest, I don't really think we've played any differently than we would have done under Harris. Um... I think the NK Don's game, we would have won under Harris as well. Um, you know, they gave us both goals, let's be honest. Although we did dominate until those subs in around the 80th minute. But before then, we were in complete control. And I think we would have won the game regardless. Um, the Walsall game, from what I've seen, is you know was sort of a typical performance, really. We had a lot of chances, didn't take and conceded some really poor goals. And, you know, that happens. Um, Keith obviously got himself sent off in that game, which wasn't ideal. Still hasn't had that ban yet. So I, I don't know if I'm right assuming that's... Um, been overturned or not, but we don't know. Um, and then, yeah, last week was, was wasn't great. Um, we still had chances to get level incredibly. You know, obviously not played us off the park for the vast majority of that game, but that chance of Jaden Clark at the end could have nicked us a point on another day. It didn't turn out that way. But you know, Tuesday I think was was the best game we've had under Keith. I thought we went to Swindon, very good team, very good attacking outlet, and we had the better chances in the game. I think we defended really, really well, very much like we did. It's basically more or less a carbon copy of the first few weeks of the season, just we probably had created more chances and you know, didn't take them, but thankfully we didn't have to. Um, I don't think winning that game 2 or even 3-0 would have really flattered us. I think we didn't we didn't dominate the game. Of course, we had a lot more possession than us, but we kept them at arm's length for the vast majority. They had that one big chance at the end um, through Jake Young, the header over the bar. But other than that, I think we, we we handled the game particularly well. We had chances to, you know, get further in front. Obviously, the penalty from Shea, which, you know, I don't know if you'll listen back to this, so I won't talk about it. But, um, yeah, I, I think, really, we've just played the same sort of vein that we would have done under Harris. I'm not sure whether our results would have been too different, really. I think we would have won the game at Swindon under Harris. I think we would have won the MK Don's game under Harris. I don't think we would have conceded 4-1 under Harris against Warsaw, but... And a Knox County game, they're just at this moment in time, you've got to say they're a better side than us. Uh, they're going to be a better side than probably at least 22 others in the division this season, I think. And, you know, sometimes you're just outplayed on the day. I think we were, not for lack of effort or anything like that, but I think they were just a, a better side than us on the day. And uh, I think Keith's done reasonably well. Uh, sometimes I don't like how he manages games, but again, he's not, you know, been in this situation for a while, I don't think. And he's used to doing with the. Uh, the B team, and I'm sure he'll go back to that once this is all said and done, and he'll be a good person to keep at the club. And yeah, I think, I think he's done reasonably well. Um, you know, if he wins this weekend, which we hope and expect him to, then that'll be three wins from five, which you can't complain at. And yeah, I think he could he can leave his posters into him, knowing he's done a he's done a reasonably good job and, and got us points because it would have been very easy for you know this team after 
you know, the news of Harris to sort of have that massively affect him and sort of drop points, drop more points than we have. And, you know, I think three wins from five, if it does happen on Saturdays, it was a good enough return for what keeps done so far. OK, all right. We're going to move on to Newport this weekend then. Um, and we're joined by uh, the 1912 Newport County podcast. Um, good evening, Ian. Um, firstly, how are you? Yeah, hi there. Hopefully you can hear me after all the technical problems we've had getting on. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all good. Good. Yeah, can hear you perfectly, perfectly fine. Um, yeah, obviously uh, you travel to travel to Jules on Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah, just give us a little insight into into your season and 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 how your boys are getting on this season. Well, our season has been a bit topsy turvy. I think it'd be fair to say. I think most of us, when we started the season, if we're being honest, expected us to struggle. We've got the lowest budget in the division. Um, so I think we thought, well, it's going to be quite a tough season for us. But I think we felt that with Copland in charge, we'll grind out enough, you know, close results. We were pretty solid last year after he came in. Um, and we, you know, we'd be okay. The first 11 look, looked okay. What we all said is that the squad isn't, isn't strong. So if we get any injuries, we could have some problems. And lo and behold, we've <laughs> had absolutely masses of injuries. And on the one hand, we seem to be able to score quite well and quite frequently, but we cannot defend to save our lives. So I think that I think Gills fans should be licking the lips a little bit with us coming on Saturday because we're not we can't defend. So we've got some problems, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever come across a Gills fan, we will never ever lick our lips because we know <laughs> we we fully well know that if if if, if a Gillingham side uh, uh, are in a gift giving mood on Saturday afternoon. Um, you may well be the uh, you may well be the 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 ones that um the lap it up. I mean, Colchester, Colchester were in a similar position when they what dropped rots up to our place, couldn't buy a win and smashed us three 0 So um yeah, I, I suppose yeah you, you you talk about the fact that you 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 do score goals, but you you can't you can't defend. Um, what would be yeah. what would be your the players to watch out for 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 Gillingham fans on, on Saturday afternoon. Then, well, I, I'd watch. <laughs> I'd keep your eye on whether we can actually keep a clean sheet because uh, you could have some fun watching our uh, watching our defenders run into each other and do all sorts of crazy things. That could be quite funny for you guys. But it, it, like seriously, I think our you know our strengths are up the are up the end, other end of the pitch. So. You know, we've got um, Will Evans, who you guys might not see too much of. Um, we got out of Welsh Leagues last season, and he's he's turning out to be a bit of a player. I think he's got 10 or 11 goals this season in the league already. So I think he's the second top scorer in the division, which considering where we are is, you know, that's no mean feat. And obviously we've got Omar Bogle, who's a, you know, normally can he's a 19-goal season striker. So, you know, we've got some firepower uh, at, at the top end. And in Aaron Wildig, you know, we've got a creative player who can, um, it, was, it was nice to watch on the ball and can create stuff. So I think if we can if we can get enough of the ball and keep it out of our net, then we can create some problems. But um, so they'd be the ones to keep your eye out from. And I think that you know Bogle going up against your back four will, will be an interesting one. I think um, he splits opinions with Newport fans as Bogle, but I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan, so uh, he'd be the one. He, him and he, he, he's, he's always always been liked. By by certainly a lot of Gillingham fans that I've I've come across, he he 
he has given us serious problems down the years. I'm I'm a Pogel. Um, yeah. He always seems to be the ones that he always seems to be, and I don't correct me if I'm wrong here, where he sometimes looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, so then he bamboozles people. <laughs> is that is that yeah, a fair yeah. comment to say? <laughs> I think I think it's a fair comment to say, and I think that the reason that he splits opinions with our fans is that there's a certain section of our fan base who likes who like players who run around a lot, right? So they like triers. So Will Evans, when you see him, will play the number seven. He will run around a lot, okay? Um, Harry and do all of those things. But what Bogle does, he doesn't run around a lot necessarily. But when he does go, he's a more intelligent player, so he will go when he needs to go. But as you said, and his first touch is good. But as you rightly say, I think, I mean, he doesn't always know what he's going to do with the ball. So, you know, he he he. I'm a big fan. I think he's. I think he, at this level, you know, League Two or Division Four, whichever way you want to play it, you know, I think most sides would want him in their team. You know, he creates problems. He's a big unit. He's got a good touch, and he knows where the back of the net is. And you know, that that that's worth a bit of money at our level, isn't it? If you've got a player who can do that, but he doesn't run around and chase everything. Which so so some people think he's a bit lazy. I don't personally. When you watch him, I think he's all right. Yeah, hundred percent. So, I, I suppose two questions for you then. Before I get your predi- yeah. one question is going to be your prediction for Saturday. The the the, the, the question before yeah. that though is that what's your what's your expectations for the season? Then what 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 do you want to what do you want from this Newport County side? Well, um, stay in the division would be would be my number one. My number one thing, you know, I'm a long stand, 43 seasons I've been watching this and I've seen us go through all sorts of misery. So, you know, yeah, stay in the division is the key thing. You may, your fans might not know that we have, we were supporter owned and still are supporter owned, but we have a new owner. Uh, we voted a few weeks ago, 98% of the fans voted to sell a majority shareholding in the club to a new owner. Um, so though that taker was going through at the minute. So to be honest with you, we, we need to limp our way to Christmas and then the new owner should be in and then we can see what we can do in the January transfer window and get ourselves away from the mire, which we're, where we'll probably be by Christmas. <laughs> sounds exactly that, the sounds very, that sounds very yeah, familiar. Sounds, sounds exactly <laughs> the problem <laughs> yeah. of Jules last season, that does. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then the Gallantons come in and saved us. So it can yeah. happen. <laughs> We need that to happen. Um, um, <laughs> I mean, we've got the the owner. We've got. He's you. You probably guys might know him. He's a, he's a guy called Hugh Jenkins. So he took over Swansea City when they were in the bottom of Division Four. He took them all the way up to the Premiership. He built them a new ground. He did all that sort of stuff, and then he sold them. So he's the guy who's going to take us over. So yeah. there's a bit of hope that you know at least he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you know he's a South Wales lad and he knows what he's doing and he's done it before. So we are quietly hopeful that we can stay in the division and then get our act together and sort ourselves out and be a little bit more at the, at the top end of the table next season. That, that's that's our big hope. Excellent. Really. All right. So before we let go, Ian, um, give, us your, give yeah. us your prediction for Saturday then. Right. Right. Okay. So <laughs> I am I am Mr. Positive on our pod and I get, I get castigated by it by most of our fan base. Um, so I always assume that we're going to get something. Right. And... Um, you know, I would love us to keep a clean sheet. I can't see it happening. So I'm going to say we are going to sneak a 2-1 win somehow. The ball's going to go off someone's backside in the 89th minute to, to sneak it for us. That's what I'm going to okay. say. 
I'm going to be wildly Go wrong, but that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Go for it. Ian, brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on to the channel. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolute and, pleasure. Uh, and all the best for Saturday. And I, and I would say the same thing for you guys. You know, obviously, I don't want you to win Saturday, but uh, I've got a bit of soft spot for girls. I've been there a few times. Load, load, you know, go back in the day to, you know, Cascarino and people like that. So, soft spot for you guys. Hope you do well for the rest of the season. But give us a break on Top Saturday. Man. Well done, mate. Nice. Cheers, mate. Okay. Um, yeah, that was that was Ian from from the Exiles Newport Newport County podcast. Brilliant. Uh, one of the first podcasts that we've had on a preview show. Um, I think we should do more of them. Um, yeah, Owen. Um, yeah, New- Newport is on Saturday then. Um, from a Jill's point of view, give us your thoughts going into Saturday. Yeah, we're going to win. I appreciate everything he said, but like, let's be honest. Um, with all due respect, um, we lose the odd one at home. We don't lose two at home. Um, this is a good opportunity to get back to winning ways at home. Um, I think, you know, I'm not being disrespectful to Newport. I do like Newport. I think they've got some good players, but also due a win over them. They did double over us last year, obviously, the first half of last year, and we, everyone could beat us. And then the dead rubber at the end of last year, we lost 2 1. Um, but yeah, look, I think players will take a lot of confidence on what was a very, very good away win on Tuesday. Um, I don't think there's much that needs to be tinkered with, to be honest. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. I think, as I said, if we had Keith Midden, which we do, or if we had someone else, I think I'd be pretty confident going into this one. Um, we are very good at home, generally. Um, obviously, we lost last week against a very good Notts County team, and you know we have the old blip here and there, but we are relatively consistent at home. Um, you know, that, I, I think that's a good thing. We don't need. There's not really much to ponder, really, in terms of selection. I don't think. I think most of it sort of picks itself and yeah I'm, I'm confident I do think we'll win the game um, be nice to have a home game where we score more than two maybe but you know beggars can't be choosers as long as we get the result that's fine um, but yeah I, I think we will uh, we probably won't now but I think I think we will okay alright um, yeah obviously I was going to ask you about your team selection but you think it will be pretty much unchanged from Tuesday night uh, I, I wouldn't change yeah. it no I thought the team played really, really well. Um, gave, we had good options off the bench on Tuesday, so they're going to be there and available as well. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think anyone had a performance that warrants them being dropped from that team, to be honest. So, no, I'd keep it exactly the same. Okay, all right. Well, so, what's your prediction? What are you going to go for? Um, no, do I actually think we're going to score more than two goals in the game at home? Um, yes. Yeah, I do. I think we'll win 3-1. Okay. I think we'll, I think we'll concede, but... I think, I think we'll win it comfortably in the end. All right. All right. Okay, um, cool. Uh, good way to wrap it up then tonight. Uh, short one, but great to get Owen and uh, and a Newport County um, view from the XL podcast as well. Go and, go and drop them a follow as well. They they run an excellent podcast over there from a Newport County side of things. Um, yeah, for now. The waiting game goes on then. Um, perhaps it could be Lindsay. It looks like it could be. It might be someone else. The waiting game continues for for the for the manager spot. Um, however, for now, it's going to be um, it's going to be Keith Millen taking the side into Newport and beyond um, for the next couple of Saturdays at least. Um, yeah, so so the Jules, yeah, are back on home turf on Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah, and so for now, thank you all for listening. Um, yeah, good night up the Jules. Goodbye.